Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me as well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one on two. And Jost. McKinnon. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. I am your host today, AJ Hayfley, alongside Adrian Dater. We are hanging out talking about good things for once. AD, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going, man? Um, You know, chilling. It's early in the morning for us as we, uh, instead of instead of spending our Friday night in a frozen press box, uh, talking about the Av six one win over the New York Rangers, we decided to enjoy our evening and do it the next morning. So here we are on Saturday morning, up, yeah, up bright and early. Feels different. I know it. I don't uh, normally do podcasts on Saturday morning, but uh, this feels good. It feels feels different. I'm, I'm excited to talk Avalanche hockey and a victory for a change. Yeah. So six one. Over the Rangers uh, to end a six-game losing streak. <sighs> it's a lot more fun when they win, huh? Yeah, it sure is. It's uh, especially on a Friday night where everybody's in a good mood already. Everybody's just happy to be alive, and <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't know if I could take in another game to to try and lose. That's we. It would have been seven in a row. Yeah, heading out onto a five-game road trip. So, yeah. yeah, they did what they had to do. Now they go into two scheduled losses in Winnipeg and Calgary. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's hope for the best. But, uh, boy, you know, I definitely want to talk about how well the Avs played. I do want to spend a minute or two saying how the Rangers might have played one of the worst games I've ever seen last night, too. 
I don't know what produced which, the chicken or the egg, but uh, wow. What yeah. a bad team they were last night, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, let's. I guess let's just start there. Let's start with the baddies because <laughs> they were not good last night. The New York Rangers did not look good. 11 penalties. Yeah, the Avalanche found their way to... Ten power plays. They took them all. They just put them on the power play all night long, starting with a old friend Cody McLeod running Sam Gerrard from behind. What's up with that, Cody? Yeah, what was up with that? That Was a dangerous hit, man. I, I, uh, yeah. I heard some Rangers people after the game talking and said maybe they could see that as a two-minute penalty, but no way that was deserving of a major. Yeah. Oh, that's just totally unlike hockey guys then, where it's when it's your own team, you didn't mean it. When it's your team, throw the guy, guy got to be suspended a month. Uh, it was a definite boarding penalty. I thought it was a major, and uh, I thought Cody McLeod got what he deserved, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if there's any, uh, any more supplemental dis- discipline coming. I mean... Sam Gerard though did return. He's a tough little, tough little guy, right? He's that's the second time in less than a month that he's been crushed into the boards where he had to leave the game, but uh, he's bounced back and played. So good news there. But uh, I didn't think it looked too good at all. I was thinking, uh oh, that's that might be a head, you know. And, uh, and then he comes back a few minutes later. He's there. He is on the bench. Uh, Cody McLeod. Uh, First of all, it's pretty amazing that Cody McLeod's still in the league. I mean, Dude, he's 34 right? years old. He's just, he's never changed his game whatsoever. He's just, that's, that was his lit. That was his one contribution from the, for the New York Rangers last night was to run a guy, put his team down five minutes and the Avalanche scored twice on that. Basically cost him the game or I'm sure the Az would have won anyway, but that's he put his team in a huge hole to start the game, and that's that's, I mean, that's what Cody McLeod does. They could not have set Colorado up better with a, a five minute power play, two and a half minutes into the game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for people who our our readers know this, but yeah, you get to you get the whole five minutes on a power play. One goal does not, and nope. you could score as many goals as you want on a five minute power play. Like that, a major. So yeah, do you do you remember that game a couple years ago? I think it was a Blues game where they scored like four goals on a five minute power play late in the third period and to come back. I don't think I remember that. No. Yeah, it it was not an Abs game. I just remember because it oh. was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. So. Oh. Yeah. So. <clears throat> five minute five minute majors are just something, man. Like you, there's so much possibility. You know, like yep. you you could just keep scoring. Mm-hmm. I know it. It's uh, it's amazing how bad the Rangers were, though. I mean, they they did get a couple scoring chances in the game, but uh, we'll we'll talk more about the goaltending situation. Grubauer made the save, but uh, otherwise, it was a uh, it was just a, a really rotten performance by the Rangers. But the but the good thing is the Avs just hammered them at every every mistake they made. Um, capitalize on every single opportunity given to them, and and that's why they won six to one. And it probably could have been ten to one. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it it definitely they won a game six to one, and in a lot of ways, it almost felt like they let the Rangers off the hook a little bit because 
They, yeah. I mean, it, 10 power They're, plays? That's true. I mean, it definitely they definitely could have scored a dozen goals last night easily. And, uh, um, yeah, the game was – the game was nowhere near as close as the final score would indicate. <laughs> or and and like the the shots on goal totals, <laughs> like forty seven to twenty five in an NHL game is crazy. Like well, it was thirty eight to twelve at one point. Yeah, and they got to work. You know, the game the game shifted into all right. We're we're just gonna let this be, you know. We've we've got this thing won. Let's let's get out of here nice and healthy. We'll, yeah. we'll open it up a little bit, and it won't be a big deal, you know. And they needed that, man. They needed that. The top line, I think, needed that. Each guy got a goal. Each guy got a goal that that was very much their own the their own way. Yeah. You know, Landeskog with the deflection. Um, McKinnon with the nice snipe and then Ranton in with uh, two goals. You know, he had the deflection and the funny bounce off of the Rangers defenseman for the second goal. So kind of a, kind of a good night, you know, Ryan Graves got in on the action scoring against the uh, organization that gave up on him last year. <clears throat> yep. The kid from Yarmouth, Nova Scotia is uh, making quite a good first impression. Of course. Yeah. He, uh, he had just given him the puck away right before that and led to a penalty shot for the Rangers. Uh, but, uh, boy, did he, he quickly redeem himself. I'm wondering, though, if you think that that giveaway and penalty shot is going to be like, aha, you know, that's that's why we got to send Ryan Graves down right away because the kid isn't quite ready and uh, he's going to make mistakes like that. I mean, he's going to be sent down anyway, I guess, but... Uh, I was I, mean, I was worried for the kid when when that happened. It's like uh, they just see you know they're looking for one mistake that a kid like that makes um, to, to 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 justify why you know we can't quite take that leap of faith with him just yet kind of thing. Uh, but no, I kid the kid was a fan. Fa- the kid's become a fan favorite. I mean, I uh, I wrote a story on him the other day that blew up in traffic on him. Um, and people seem to really, really, really like the kid and want him to succeed. And uh, when they put his face on the jumbotron at the end of this game, after Aww. he scored, you could—I mean, it was like Fourth of July in there, man. People like a sweet moment. Yeah, and he kind of gave it the old "ah shucks" kind of little little mini wave there to the fans. He could, you know, it was almost blushing, looking. Uh, it was a good moment. And uh, I noticed quite a few. Uh, I think I could hear quite a few high-pitched uh, ladies' voices uh, liking him too. He's uh, he looks like a boy band member. Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, looks Great. like he's got four dudes that he has synchronized dance moves with. <laughs> so uh, no, I I really like his game. Um, <clears throat> you know, last night the the giveaway on the and the the penalty shot was finally him getting him getting punished for a mistake. He's been living very large uh, <laughs> as as basically every every flip of the coin, every 50-50 puck, every everything has gone his way. I mean, even the goal last night that he scored. He does a great job of driving the net, 
reading the play and putting himself in the right position. Uh, that's the kind of play that you don't see uh, a guy like Nemeth, right. um, you know, more defensive defensemen right. make. And for him to jump into the play like that, you know, he got very fortunate. Matt Zuccarello just gave him the puck. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, Ryan Graves had to be there. You know, he had to, he had to be in that position. And he drove the net and he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, he got rewarded for it. It was a great moment. Uh, he's certainly earned more playing time than he's gotten. I'd like, I'd really like to see him get a game or two in the 15 minute range before, uh, guys start getting healthy on that blue line. It feels like he's kind of racing against the clock here. You know, we don't know the, the injury status. Uh, we, we don't know the timeline for Barbario and Zadorov. So, you know, until, until we get some clarity there. It's safe to assume Graves will continue to be in the lineup, uh, but I would like to see him get a little bit of a minutes bump just to see how he does. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't handle it well, then okay, you say, hey, fine. Me too. This really is going to be like a Duncan Siemens-esque call-up where we just throw him out for 10 to 12 minutes a game, <clears throat> and you know we understand the limitations, and that's fine. But he's, I mean, he's earned it. He's earned the opportunity to to get a, a couple more shifts per game and, and show what he can do and what he can't do. But I've been really excited about him. Um, you know, solid, a, a nice revelation, good pickup, happy. I'm happy he's having, he, he got the, the, the success and the story and the puck. And for at least one night, he was the man in the NHL. Yeah. I, I don't think this is going to be a fly by night thing though. I, I think he's got, he's obviously got the size I think what I like best about him is he's got real hunger. Um, he's had some, you know, setbacks in his career where he hasn't gotten the opportunities. He's So I think he's possibly, like I wrote, you know, a guy who just a late bloomer who really could be kind of a hidden gem for this team because, you know, he's got those 6'5", 225 condor limbs of his, which – that sounds dumb, but yeah, he's he plays long, right? If we were scouting him on uh, NBA, we'd be like, that guy's long, and he is long. He's six five. Uh, but, so, but I like his intelligence too. I like the way he formulates thoughts. It seems like it seems like he's really a cerebral kid. He's, he speaks in complete sentences, and. Uh, I don't think he's – I think that matters. I think a smart guy equals a better defenseman because they have to think fast and they have to think a lot. And I think he's got the intelligence for uh, for what it needs to do. The question is just going out and accomplishing it now. But so far, so good. So far, so good indeed. <laughs> AD, let's take our first break. All right. Going to go ahead and do that. We will be back on the other side. We're going to keep talking about last night's 6-1 win. We might look ahead a little bit. Who knows where the show is headed next because we certainly do not. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games, for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. And welcome back in segment number two here, the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by InWeGo. AD, we will not be trashing the city of Winnipeg here. Okay, good. We instead are going to talk about goaltending. Your thoughts on on Grubauer getting the start and not Francis? I think we all thought Francis would start last night's game. He did not. Uh, how surprised were you? I was surprised, uh, but I also like I got it. Like it, it's it's a classic NHL coach move, right? Yeah, and especially for an organization that has brought in a guy as like the goaltender of the future right like we want to give this guy the job yeah we got to show support to our boy right like it makes perfect sense you know oh we're gonna we're gonna go to him after a tough one and you know he'll whatever it made it made it's like a it's a classic coach thing to do um we misread those tea leaves grubauer got the start and he was just fine he didn't have to do much um but he did make some nice saves. You know, he he gave up a goal on a uh, on a on a clean breakaway where uh, the the Strom brother had oceans of, of of time and space to make whatever move he wanted. Grubauer again went with the poke check, which he seems to be very fond of. It again did not work and ended up going right between his legs. All right, cool. Um, didn't really matter. I I did like that uh, he stopped the penalty shot. I don't care if the guy shot it right into his glove. He stopped it. That was cool. Yeah, it sure uh, sure was, and bailed out Ryan Graves pretty nicely too. <clears throat> yeah, well, and I mean, the, it would have made the game what five to two. Yeah, with like seven minutes to go in the third period, so it it probably I wouldn't like have had any discernible impact. Yeah, I like the Avs' chances no matter what. But uh, that was uh, that definitely got the goob chance going, which fans seem to be behind our 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 man still. They love they love chanting goob. Yeah, the guys in the Pepsi Center do. Uh, the uh, uh, Avs fans on the internet less so. As you and I were talking about your morning skate story yesterday, uh, in which you talked about Grubauer getting the start, and the comment section was active. We'll say, yeah, it was, it was. 
I mean, our, our readers don't so, necessarily didn't necessarily want Grooby in that, but people in the stands seem to forgive him awfully quick. So, uh, you know, first of all, so yeah, I get it too. I get why Grooby got the start, and it would have looked like a kind of a reactionary move by Bednar, which coaches don't like to do. Uh, Francis still has not started a game, and you know it's easy to. No, it's backup quarterback syndrome where you're, you know, the most popular guy in town is the backup, right? So I think there was a sentiment there that, yeah. you know, Francis is, is naturally going to get, but we don't know anything really about him until he's thrown into the fire of a, either a good starting, you know, opportunity or a really big game. It's easier to mop up in losing situations than it is to start and win a game. So we all know that. And that's, I get the move, but, uh, I do think that uh, I do think that they should start him at a in a game soon, and uh, assuming Varley's still going to be day to day, I don't know. I will. I guess we're going to get an update today on Varley. Um, you know, he was on the ice yesterday. That was good news. But uh, you know, the bottom, the, the back to my original thought here was that uh, <clears throat> you know. Um, I'd like to see the kid play, though. I would like to see him start. So, so I'm, I'm excited to see this maybe happen. Uh, I don't know if it should start, though. Uh, well, I've got bad news. Uh oh. Yeah, the Avs actually sent him last <laughs> night. Right after the game. Yeah. Well, why didn't they announce it? Because they don't ever announce anything. Well, okay. You should. Did you tweet it out? No, I literally just saw this. Okay. I don't have any email from them saying uh, they sent anybody down. Yeah, they don't send those anymore. Okay. All right. Well, scratch everything I just said then. <laughs> Francis will be. Yeah, well, they have they do have three days off, though. So, uh, you know, if there is any kind of a setback, you know, then he can always get called back up. Um, this might just be one of those. Where is this? Know, where where is this notification? Where did you see this? Uh, it's on the transaction wire. Oh, it's on the AHL transaction wire. Okay, but they haven't put out it. They haven't put out anything point. official from their own. No, they, they. You know that's that's dumb of the Avalanche. Uh, they need to put out player transactions to the media. They haven't been doing that lately. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna call him on it right here, right now. Put out, put out releases to the media on that stuff. Uh, I don't like finding out from the AHL transaction wire what's going on. Yeah, that's well, why I check it all the time. Yeah, we shouldn't so. have to though. <clears throat> that's why they're supposed to have PR people to do yeah. that stuff. So yeah, probably get. Well, gonna get what it like, is. I'm probably gonna get a little barked out here for this, but uh, you know. Our job is to tell what's going on. We're not when we're not given the information. It's harder to do that. Too true. Well, now that we have that, what does what does that well, uh, what does, let's how shape does that the uh, debate the to uh, Varley? I mean, throw them back in there, or uh... well, they've got a back to back, so I think it's fair to yeah, say we're going to see it. I guess so, don't they? Yeah, I forgot that's a back to back coming up next week. Calgary, Winnipeg, gonna be tough. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to see Varley enough in same old, same old. It's going to be, it's going to be a normal rotation probably. And whoever's playing best is going to play the majority of the games from there. I sure hope so because it's time, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's moving day. It's separation season. You know, you gotta, they've got to figure out who's going to be their guy. You know, it was fine for them to, to, to roll little platoonish, you know, ride the hot hand or whatever early on. But uh, if they're going to try and make a, you know, a playoff push here, they've, they've got to know who their goaltender is. It can't be both guys. Yeah, I think it's – I just have this feeling it's going to be Grooby, you know. Um, I think it should be too. I think they should move Varley before the You know, the, the thing you keep hearing whispers about is, is Varley's health. You know, the, the are his hips just never going to be the same? Is it, you know, did the knee surgery take away some of that push-off that he needs? He doesn't seem as quick side to side this year is that, is that fair to say yeah i think there's a little bit of uh reduction in the uh in the athleticism which has always kind of been right. his trademark right i mean his his quick reflexes so, and his side to side ability were elite level um it doesn't seem like he has that as much of a ability to uh push off side to side as quick or get back on his feet as quick as he used to too. That's another thing. You know, he used to, he used to, he used to be down on the pads and then back up on his skates in just like a millisecond. It seems like it's taking longer for him to get up on those yeah. feet now. Well, that, the, the wraparound goal that he gave up against yeah. LA the other day. I mean, that, that doesn't, that's not a goal he gives up three years ago because He's he's not the he's not as explosive post right. to post as he used to be. So um, I'm I I think this this needs to be, you know, Grubauer needs to take yeah. it though. Well, I think uh, you know last night was a good start. I you know, <clears throat> but gosh, you know, I mean, they played a terrible team that played a terrible game last night. It, we shouldn't we shouldn't overrate Gruby here much either because you know he was awful against San Jose just no. two nights earlier. So who was who here, you know? Who's the real Grubauer? I guess we still don't know. Yeah, I mean he's it's not it's not I mean let's be honest. Like let's let's go through the stretch of games here for for Gruby. It's not like he's been god awful. You know, it's not it's not like the guy has been stuck for that atrocious or anything. Goal. Like yeah. Not like not 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 great against San Jose, you know, giving up four goals on, on fourteen shots. Not great against Arizona in a game he shouldn't have started. Like the Arizona game, mm-hmm. he should not have started. That never should have happened. It was a terrible decision uh by Bedner, and it predictably blew up in his face as it should have, because it was it was a bad decision a hundred miles off. But beyond that, you know, he has the Montreal game. He gave up one goal. The Chicago game, he gave up two goals. Uh, the Vegas game, he gave up two goals. And the Rangers game, he's given up one goal. And obviously the San Jose game stands out as the outlier there. 
uh, where he gave up four goals against, and then the Arizona game that he should not have been in. So it's it's not like the guy is in a in a terrible stretch here. It just doesn't seem like. I don't. I, me personally, I don't have the confidence yet. You know, when he's in net, I'm not feeling like. Yeah. He's got this. You know, even though even though it hasn't been that bad lately, I don't feel like oh he's he's gonna be just fine. I, mean, I feel like it's still it's still a grind for him. Uh, they're still they're still trying to figure it out with him. Yeah, I mean his his save percentage is nine oh two. All right. That, that by definition means we don't have the confidence in him just yet. Yeah. I mean it's got a three point one three goals against average. Yeah. That's gotta be up near the top of the league as far as worst, right? Um for maybe for starters. Or not a starter, but a maybe. guy who plays pretty regularly. Um so yeah, numbers aren't there yet. That's for sure. Uh, body of work just isn't there yet. He's had some great moments. He's he definitely knows how to make the spectacular save. You know, um, he's made a lot of spectacular saves this year. The problem is some of the more routine shots. You know, he's had a he's he's faced a lot of power play goals though. He's been the victim of some pretty bad defense on in front of him at times this year. Probably more than Varley has. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of goal support either. Ironically, until last night, he did finally get an easy night where he didn't have to. But usually, he doesn't get a lot of goal support either, and that that's made him probably press a little harder. But uh, you know, yeah, the numbers have got to be obviously better. But he, you know, he's nine and four, nine four and three is his record. Uh, but the the save percentage is still right around that Mendoza line. Yeah, well, his uh, nine fourteen uh, save percentage at even strength. Uh, 828 save percentage uh on on the <clears throat> right right and there you go uh don't know if i don't know if that's real low you know, yep but in the but the abs pk has been pretty bad too so it's not all his fault but yet goalies are paid to have to make tough saves on power plays too so yeah, the guys, the guys that he is uh, keeping company with, uh, Brian Elliott, Jonathan Quick, Ryan Miller, Freddie Anderson. So he's not the only guy struggling on, in, in, you know, on, on the PK. Yeah, and goal scoring is up this year, uh, and especially power plays. Power plays percentages are, are pretty way up from previous years. Uh, it's Power plays have just gotten better in their – I don't know exactly all the reasons why, but the power plays are getting tougher to stop. Yeah. I think coaching has gotten better in that aspect, right? They, Yeah. You know, it's more of a, it's more of a system. Let's face it. The, the drop back pass has led to better zone entries for most teams. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, the drop pass works over and over and over and over the drop pass works. And, I, yeah. I stress this to people on Twitter who freak out about it and they roll into my mentions all angry about it, but it works. It works for a yep. lot of teams out there. It works time and time again. It leads to controlled zone entries, which lead yep. to goals. That's right. And Nathan McKinnon is, boy, was he good at that last night, right? I mean, he, he had his extra gear last night. 
He's like, no, I'll take that zone. Yeah. And I'll do what I want with the puck when I get the zone. And uh, that really made the power play a lot better last night. He's He had his A game last night, Nathan McKinnon. No question about it. He was fun to watch. I mean, the guy, when he's yeah. flying around like that, he just looks like he's – He's like the guy that plays NHL with where you mash the turbo button all the time and you just skate faster than everybody. And Tom, like, Tommy just got NHL 19, by the way. Tommy, why don't you play some NHL 19? Yeah. He's playing L.A. Noir right now. My son is playing video games right next to me, folks. Ugh, L.A. Noir. So He's playing boring. a game called L.A. Noir. It's an older game. I like it. It's I, like watching uh, it's like watching Chinatown all over game on video form. Yeah, it's I mean I, I imagine from an observer standpoint it's it's interesting because it's like watching a, a television show, but it's not it's it's slow to play, that's for sure. Yeah. Well right now two two guys in fedoras are uh boxing on a uh, top of a building in downtown LA in this game, so yeah, they're having a little fight, a little little punch out here. Uh, but again, back to uh, back to goaltending. Yeah. Final final thoughts on the goaltending situation as now. I mean, final thoughts. Well, hey, at least you got a big click click rate on your Francis story. <laughs> how he was gonna how he was gonna save the season. Yeah. <laughs> back to Loveland. That's hatefully jinx on that, but. Uh, Hey, look, he can still save it, okay? Boyle's going to get hurt again. Just save that. Just save it and rerun it uh, for, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's good to know that at least we know we got a goalie back in the minors who could come up and actually help the team other than the, other than the you know, the I don't want to badmouth the kid, but the guys we've had before, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> You feel like you've got an actual goalie who could really step in and help this team win if it came to, comes to that, which it very well could, very well could, and your story could look Nostradamus-like in the end. Yeah, but, you know, for now, it's in the birdcage, right? But yeah, right now, two days after writing it, he's back in Loveland. So <laughs> Nailed that's it. The, way, the way she goes. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and take uh, our second break here. We will come back on the other side. Uh, they've got a uh, five game road trip coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit. They will actually be in Winnipeg, uh, which is a beautiful and wonderful city and the undisputed crown jewel of Canada. So, and we'll do a couple reader questions. I got a couple teed up here. Oh, all right. Great. I didn't know that. Perfect. We'll do that when we come back on the other side. This is BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. 
Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. And we're back in third and final segment here of the Saturday morning edition of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by and we go. I am AJ Hayfley. You are Adrian Dater. You as in you, Adrian, not you as in the listener. You, you are not Adrian Dater. If you're listening, AD, you are actually Adrian. So what's up? You ready? Uh, you, you say you have some questions queued up. Well, yeah, so... I've got some questions. Uh, we, uh, you want to get to those now, or you want to uh, talk about the road yeah. trip? Let's uh, let's get to them now. We've got lots of time to talk about this road trip. Okay, well, we've gotten a lot of questions lately uh, on uh, the, the the outdoor game was a very popular topic with some of our readers. Uh, people are excited for that. The uh, outdoor game, February fifteenth, twenty twenty. Still don't know the opponent, so a lot of people want to ask about that. But also, just uh, we we do. We got some other ones. Uh, but uh, Payne Zinski, our loyal reader, Payne Zinski, chimes in. How about Winnipeg as the outdoor opponent? You can have the American Air Force versus the Canadian Air Force, which I didn't know was in Winnipeg, but I guess that makes sense since they're called the Jets. Yeah. Uh, do a couple special jerseys and have it as a full-on weekend of military appreciation. AJ, I know you are big into military stuff. Your thoughts on that? I'm big into. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, I'm kidding. What? I know you're always, you know, front and center, saluting yeah. that flag at every national anthem, hand on the heart. Yeah. I know you love this. So, yeah, all military. What say you? Let's, let's not talk about my. Uh... Let's let's not talk about my my anthem behavior. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, you know I I Winnipeg would be cool. Yeah, why not? Be, I mean, it it would be fun. I, the downside of Winnipeg is that the Jets probably win that game, and that part sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, <sighs> well, I'm all for it. I uh, I do think it'll be the LA Kings, though, from what I keep hearing. Uh, Phil Anschutz is the reason he's uh, 
he's got massive amounts of property around there. He owns the, not only owns the Broadmoor World Arena, the arena downtown in the Springs, which they're not playing at, but it's nearby. He owns the Broadmoor Hotel. He owns the Gazette newspaper downtown. His, uh, he pretty much owns Colorado Springs. So I'm sure the NHL would like to throw him a, a bon mot, as we say. Give him that outdoor game appearance. And uh, Los Angeles Kings, I think they'd make a nice outdoor opponent. A lot of Kings abs have a pretty pretty good rivalry, I think. You know, overall, I think a lot of it stems from those preseason games in Vegas over the years where their alcohol-fueled fans uh, from the Kings usually uh, invade that arena. And, but uh, it was pretty... Pretty heated rivalry, uh, in a way, those preseason games. People really, people, that was the Kings, they used to be the Kings, you know, one bragging moment of the year was that preseason game, the only thing they could really look forward to back in the 90s. Um, and uh, But anyway, I think it's, I'm okay with that. I know there's going to be a lot of military stuff that day, as it should be, at the Air Force Academy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be the Kings. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> what are the odds of getting an actual player on the podcast? This comes from Kirk's 007. Well, good question. We love that. Players generally are not made available outside of the rink for us uh, in any kind of fashion. The uh, the Avalanche tend tend to save those players for for their in house stuff, whether it be in a a fun featurette, you know that that usually goes to their own uh, in house program, Avalanche three hundred and sixty or whatever taped interview they're doing for their video website. So it's hard to get players to. Uh, to, to get away for, from from outside the rink to sit down with us. Generally, you know, there's going to be no... We could sit with them more in the locker room and do sort of mini podcasts. But in the end, it's still kind of a locker room interview. It's not a really great place to try and get, get to know the person as well. But it's something we could uh, we could always keep 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 trying for, for sure. We, uh, we, we have a lot of... We've had outside guests more on the pod recently. Uh, you know, hopefully people will listen to my... My Alan Roach interview. Um, All the interviews you've done. Theron Fleury interview, which a lot of people seem to like. Uh, still on there. We're on Spotify now, by the way. Yeah, I'm excited about that. DSN Avalanche podcast on Spotify. No more hunting around in Apple's sort of clunky podcast format. We're on Spotify right away. So fans can go, hit, go ahead and hit that button. But... Uh, yeah, it's always our goal to have more insider access, but uh, the Avalanche are not real keen on on that, so we have to do with what we're given. But uh, anyway, okay, Steve B, uh, completely random idea. Uh, oh, this is outdoor opponents. He'd say, Steve B says. How about Vancouver or Anaheim? Um, 
about- are all these questions going to be about the outdoor game? Well, we've got a lot of them. <laughs> but no, I have one here on. Uh, I have one here on on uh, Tyson Berry. Guys, Tyson Berry has been bad of late with the puck. Should we think more seriously about trading him at the deadline? AJ, hopefully, go. No. No. Why not? Because they need him. Because Sam Gerrard can't score at even strength. Because nobody on their defense can produce points outside of Tyson Berry. You you live you live with what Tyson Berry is. You take the good with the bad, just like you do with all the other players on the team. You know, everybody's freaking out every time Tyson Berry makes a mistake. But they don't give him any credit when he does good things. You know, Tyson Tyson Berry Tyson Berry is his bit the biggest problem. With Tyson Berry's game is that he's been an Av for a long time and fans are over it, and that's that's really it. Like, well, I don't know if it's that. I think it's but, it's when he does turn the puck over, like over skates it the other night against San Jose and turn the I back mean, of their net. That's sure. that's when I hear like, they're over. That stuff over. that stuff happens to everybody though. Like those things happen, and it's just it's just what it's just that's just life. Like. Tyson Berry has problems. He is not a perfect defenseman. That's fine. But I get tired of hearing, oh, he gives up everything that he creates. He doesn't come close to that. It's not remotely true. There's nothing that supports that line of thought. Nothing. More often than not, he's their most productive defenseman in terms of any kind of shot share, any kind of those metrics. You go and you look at any of the fancy stats, and Tyson Berry smokes everybody else on the abs. Like, the guy drives possession in a way that no other defender for the abs is able to do. You know, the the, the Sam Gerrard thing, we're all we're all wishing and hoping and dreaming, but he, it's not there yet. The guy, the, he doesn't score at even strength. It's not there yet. It just, it's not there yet. It just hasn't happened for him yet. I still believe it's going to. That's fine. But with Tyson Berry, it's there. It's there more often than not, and it's there at a really high level. Like Tyson, I see, I see these comments. Oh, you got to trade Berry while he still has value. Don't be a moron, guys. Guys, a right-handed defenseman that produces points from your defense is going to have value. Always, he's never going to not have value. It's hard to. The whole point of the game is to produce points. It's to generate scoring, and yes, well, defensemen it's also to prevent, are supposed it's to also to prevent scoring too. Sure, defensemen are supposed to, you know, they're 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 supposed to prevent defense, right? Like that's 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 what they're supposed to. Do. You've got to be able to play a little bit of defense. Tyson Berry is not like among the worst defensemen in the NHL. He's nowhere near, and so many Avs fans have just they they just have this obsession with Tyson Berry and his defense. Like that's, that's all that matters. That's the only thing that they care about. It's insane to me that he gets taken for granted the way that he does. It makes me like overly defensive of him in the, like in a situation like right now, because I don't like, I'm not like crazy in love with Tyson Berry, but the guy, when you talk about what he creates versus what, what's given up, this year at 5v5, at 5v5, 
this year, the Avs with, with Barry on the ice have scored 30 goals and given up 22. And the 22 goals given up, not the highest on the team. Sam Girard, 30. Eric Johnson, 33. Ian Cole, 33. And that's just a 5v5. So Tyson Berry is not their problem. Tyson Berry is not the problem. Even, even if you go into scoring chances, they favor the Avs. You go into high danger chances, they favor the Avs. Okay. You done yelling? So I don't want to hear about I, I I just don't want to continue to hear about the guy's defense. Yeah, it's not perfect, but the numbers don't lie. The Avs are a better team when he's out there. They push the play in the right direction in, in a more significant way than anybody else on their defense. Outside of Ryan Graves' five-game sample, you know, the only other Avs defenseman with a Corsi over 50 is Ian Cole, is Tyson Berry's partner. So, and yeah, you know, offensive zone starts, matchups, all that stuff. Like, Barry Barry does not take the toughest matchups and all that. Absolutely, all of that is true. But the role that he's been used in, he's very successful in, and the Avs have a valuable defenseman, and this, like, hankering to get rid of him is absurd. It's absurd. So, you done yelling? There are 30 teams out there that would take this guy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, from Smooth Flay, AJ, Matt Calvert was built up to be a penalty-killing whiz who could also maybe score 15 to 20 goals. Right now he is not on pace for 15 to 20 goals, and the penalty-killing is near the bottom of the league. Is Matt Calvert – has Matt Calvert been a massive disappointment, AJ? No. What? 15 to 20 goals? Well, I mean, I think somebody, I think some people were thinking maybe he could score 15 to 20 here. Um, I mean, never in his career. Right. But he, career high of 13. He was going to get, well, yeah, pretty close to 15. On a better team or so, younger offensive team, people were thinking, okay, yeah, maybe he can take that next career high 15. Of- Okay, career high of 13, but, you know, other years, 9, 9, 11, 10, 9. He's got 6 this year. So he's he's right on line with his entire career. Last year he had 24 points. This year he's got 12 in 42 games. He's perfectly on pace to be the player he has been. Okay. For the majority <laughs> of his career. A little bit of a disappointment, yes. I would say uh, the offense has been just a shade lower than I was expecting. Uh, But disappointment, a little bit. Massive disappointment, certainly not. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. I I would like to see, I mean, for me, as long as, I mean, it's not all, it's four guys plus a goalie on PK almost all the time. It's not one guy. I would like to see this, penalty killing dynamo that we were promised emerge a little bit more, whether it's block shots and leading to breakaways or little poke checks with a puck getting away, clearing it out. I haven't noticed that as much. Seems like he's just out there getting scored on like the rest. 
And uh, the uh, you know the Avs penalty killing has not been good, and I'm worried about that aspect of their t- game more than anything right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, especially when you go on the road, you know it's going to be huge to, to to kill penalties. You've got some top teams coming up who are really good on the power play: Calgary, Winnipeg. Um, goes without saying they can't a put themselves in the box a lot and b when they do they've got to kill those penalties off otherwise i'm i'm already you know worried about an 0 and 2 start to that road trip which kind of yeah i guess we're out of general original questions on that thank you for our uh, questions as always you send those to our podcast uh posts on the site just go to the comment section, leave a question for us, and we'll read your name and uh, and your question. But uh, AJ, the road trip coming up. What are your what are your thoughts? Do you think they got stale at home? Do you think the holidays tend to create more distractions for home teams? Therefore, they I've noticed over the years they've had kind of bad records around Christmas time at home. Um, one of my theories is that they they have too many distractions. With family and friends, you, you know, you got your mom and dad in for two weeks. You know, a lot of a lot of families do that. Of NHL players, uh, you know, come in town, take over their house for a couple of weeks. Mom cooks dinner for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, uh, it can create distractions, create loss of focus. I don't know. I'm reaching a little bit on that, but I do notice that the records have never been all that great around Christmas time. Uh, and they've usually had a pretty long homestand around them. It's waxed and waned a little bit, those records, but. Is that actually true? Or is that anecdotal? No, it's true. Um, so can getting out of, out of, uh, out of town be a good thing for this team? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them. Um, I don't think it's, I, I don't think they had an issue like being at home and getting comfortable. And I just think they haven't played well. And, um, the, you know, they're, they are, I don't know, man, they, this is a big road trip because they play four good teams and the Ottawa Senators. And they have to they have to win, man. They've got to find a way to 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 get back on the winning side of this and this, you know, had they had they done well in the last two home stands and they'd not been on this awful stretch, you could say, "Hey, they could go 2 and 3 on this road trip and we'll we'll take that." Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm this, this road trip is making me nervous, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, because Winnipeg and Calgary are two horror shows of cities for for the Abs in their history. I'm sure as cities they are perfectly wonderful places, but Colorado's history there not great and. Yeah, they used to win all the time in Calgary, too. Even when the Flames were pretty good, they'd find ways to win in there. But uh, it's it's been a horror show there the last few years, hasn't it? 
I mean, I don't know the last time they won yeah, in Calgary was. And I, I don't know. Or Winnipeg. I don't remember the last I time they I don't won know either one ever of won in Winnipeg. And Have they? Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure during one of the ridiculous Patty Wall years it happened. Um, so the Avs were a playoff team last year. But uh, last year at home in the month of December, they were 4-5-0. and oh. So, you know, not just not just making stuff up. Um. Uh. Or no. Wait a minute. Yeah. No. That is last year. Sorry. Uh. You know. Again. I don't. Who knows? But there always seems to be this one disappointing homestand that they have every year, where you think it's going to be easy, and then bad things happen. You know. Yeah. I mean, last year it was. Remember those losses to like Arizona and Buffalo. Um, yeah, you know that when they this year they lose to you know, well first of all they lose to the Kings again at home. Uh, they lose to the New York Islanders. What uh, did you hear about the uh, Pierre Maguire saying on the air that Kings game that Barry Trotz had found a way to shut down the Avs and that every single team in the league was copying it after that. He had figured the avalanche out. This is the same guy that thought that the Avs were... Hey, yeah, hey, hey, whoa, there's Pierce, my boy. So, I understand. What do you think of that theory, though? What do you think it is that he did? My my point is he says things on the air because that's what he's paid to do. (laughs) Well, but he actually said it. He said that Barry Trotz came up with a formula and every team's... Do you think that's true? What do you think? A and B, what do you think that formula is or was? Uh, I, I think it's the same formula that Barry Trotz has used to be a very successful head coach his entire career. Clog up, clog up the noodles. Which zone. is you, you, you limit transition opportunities, which is where most scoring comes from in the NHL, and you were you cut down on you cut down on chances against for both teams. You you actively cut down on your own chances, and you sacrifice offense mm-hmm. for defense, and. You rely on goaltending, and you worry about quality. And that's what they do, and that's why the Islanders have hung around this year is because they actually have a real coach who knows what he's doing and not Doug the incompetent <laughs> Doug Waite, um, who was a terrible, terrible head coach. And they have a real GM so, now, too, um, with Lou. So, Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, you know, there's some good and bad there with Lou, but with Trotz and this whole, oh, he's, he's figured it out with the Avs. Okay. Boy, did I, I mean, that sure made a thunderclap around Avs fandom though. They're like, what did he do? We're screwed. Well, We're- that's because Avs fans, Avs fans are looking for something <laughs> to grab onto. You know, they're, the the Avs are losing and everybody wants to know why. And, here, here comes a Pierre Maguire, a guy that Avs fans would ignore 99% of the time until he says one thing that, that makes them go, hmm, and now all of a sudden it's super credible. And that's not to say he's not a credible guy. I'm just saying this concept that that Barry Trotz has the magic formula to slow down Colorado. Well, he has. Uh, <laughs> he always wins. <laughs> consider can, Consider me, consider me very, very, very skeptical. Yeah, I mean, I think the same formula that Barry Trotz has had against the Avalanche magical formula is the same one he has against every other team, which is, yeah, he's right. 
play good defensive hockey, sacrifice some of your offense, get good goaltending, win two to one. There you go. Done. Uh, yeah. Barry Trotz is a very good coach, though. And uh, he, He's I mean, excellent. God. Did you see uh, now the Islander fans are starting to chant JT sucks all the time now? Uh, staying out of that conversation. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, I'm sure JT can have his feelings hurt. He's, uh, I think that'll be. Have they played there yet in the island? No. Yeah. No. When is that game? I can't wait for that. I, I'm going to be tuning into that. I just finally bought the NHL package, by the way. I shouldn't probably admit that on the air, but I did. I did buy it, so I'm going to be watching a lot of hockey. Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch some more of the Islanders game, find out the magic of Bear Trots and others. But uh, long, good night of hockey tonight. Uh, the NHL package is overpriced, but I figured out you could write it off on your taxes. So I'm going to do that. Uh, where are we going here from here? We're done. That's it. We're done. Oh. Yeah, we're done. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay? I think so. I just thought we were going to talk all day or something, suddenly. No, I. Uh, we have a party to get to. That's right. We have BSN party. Anybody at Blake Street Tavern tonight want to come out and hang out with a BSN crew? Don't. We'll be there starting around 9 p.m. We're, we're, we're hanging out with us. Everybody else can stay away. This is BSN time. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, we can still... No, I mean, obviously, if people are there, of course, we'll hang out. Yeah, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. I don't know, man. I never know. Uh, yeah, no, just wrapping up, putting a bow on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be good getting out of town. I think they'll be. Are you excited to get out of town? Uh, no, not really. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't enjoy the travel as much as I used to, so... Uh, yeah, this is a different kind of trip, though. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I am actually looking forward to going. I, I, I will be... We can let our readers know this. Uh, I'll be yeah. in uh, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa Speaking for those Ottawa, games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Ottawa game. Well, I'm not looking forward to the drive to Ottawa, but I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Duchesne and, uh, and uh, playing that game there. I'm going to try and hopefully spend a little time with Matt before that game get a little different story hopefully to get him up open him up a little bit more about his time in colorado so pay attention to that get wish me luck on that venture uh good luck on that venture always good to be in montreal of course the birthplace of hockey never get tired of being there that's for sure that's a once in a lifetime experience that everybody should have it's uh I am counting the minutes to the uh, hot dogs between periods, first and second period. Hot dogs on a grill. The uh, you're asked uh, or do, and I always go with do, meaning one or two hot dogs, and you you're allowed to choose, and I always choose number two. And uh, the fabulous photos on the wall in both Montreal and Toronto are unbelievable. Just the the old photos alone, in the uh, especially in the you know player hallways that kind of thing down below, incredible photos, especially in Toronto, really amazing. Just an absolute history of hockey on the walls there. So looking forward to that. 
Otherwise, looking forward to uh, getting on with my Saturday. All right, let's go ahead and do that and let everybody else do the same. Yeah. This has been the... All right, man. Thanks for listening, folks. Appreciate your patronage. Absolutely. Uh, AJ, any final thoughts? No, I'm going to take us out of here. All right, you take us out. All right, we're out.